inside this whip. He rained out his burner. Mama looking at me, crying. She asking when they can stop the murder. Till when did they first stop burning? Till there was no more hurdles. Pop green up, no kernels. This lean designer, no Virgil. No Tesla, I'm a mega pilot. They told my homie, so I got a break of silence. Well, we have a very, very, very exciting episode today. It's just going to be me, though. It's just going to be me. So I'm hoping that I'm able to keep you guys entertained for this little time that we talk about this exciting topic. And it's one of those things where, you know, we had to get an episode out there because this is a moment in time that we have to be able to discuss. This is the reason why we have this platform in the first place. Um, So let's get right into it. Kevin Durant has just requested a trade. Now, that statement comes with a lot of different emotions for me. And, you know, it's easy to go into, you know, the the ideas of, you know, where he may be being traded to, who might be coming back, the type of packages that should be included for a player that is obviously one of the top 15 greatest players to ever play the game already if he retired right now today. But in saying that, I want to take a step back and I want to first look at kind of the journey and and, and how we got to this place in the first place. Firstly, I want to talk about the emotions that comes with Kevin Durant requesting a trade. Now, I am a big fan of Kevin Durant, and I think that goes without saying. Anybody who discusses Kevin Durant always leads out with, this is one of the greatest players we've ever seen. He is still one of the best scorers in the game by far. If not number one, he's not a distant number two. I understand that. But for me, there's a lot of different things that come into play when we're going to look back on his tenure with the Nets. Firstly, Kyrie Irving. Now, this is a player that left Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors because he believed that he would not get his just due when history looks back on him. History wouldn't look back on him if he stayed on the Golden State Warriors and he won two, three, four, five, six championships. It could even be six finals MVPs and we would still say, hey, he still went to the Golden State though. He still had to go and join Steph's team. He joined the 73-9 and Golden State Warriors. And honestly, if you look back on it now and you see how you know, the media speaks on him and speaks on his time in Golden State. He was honestly 100% correct. He was 110% correct. We would not have enjoyed or given him the type of admiration that he would be seeking if he stayed on that roster. All right, that's fine. But then he decided to go and hitch his wagon with Kyrie Irving. Now, prior to Kyrie Irving on the Nets, we didn't have the amount of evidence to show or prove who Kyrie Irving is. All we had was him wanting to leave LeBron James. And the, the story was that he was, he was through and he was over with having to contend with the melodramatic nature of LeBron James and everything that came with it, with the media, with his passive aggressiveness. You know, he was the guy that was in the mirror, you know, posting after a loss or, you know, telling Kevin Love, don't fit in, fit out, or whatever the hell he said. He was over with that. And people championed Kyrie and said, yes, yes, continue on. 
All right, cool. He puts in the trade request and he says that it's either you trade me or I get surgery and I sit out the entire year. That was the first nugget of who Kyrie Irving was. Kyrie Irving then goes over to Boston. He has a shaky first year, but we all pretty much, you know, let it go because Gordon Hayward, the new addition, he, you know, what happened to him, tragic, but you know, first night of the NBA, I'll never forget that moment. I was over at my boy Delo's crib. We were all there eating some chicken. Um, forget about that. But you know, wig machine is it's crazy. Let me let, let let me not digress. We're all there, horrific scenes. You know, fast forward in the summertime. He says, "Listen, I will resign here if you guys will have me." Well, he did not resign there. It was a horrible breakup, and it led him to going over to the Nets with Kevin Durant. Since being over on the Nets with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving has not even played 50% of the games. Now, that is due to injury. That is due to the Capitol riot. That is due to the vaccine. And that is due to Kyrie Irving simply being Kyrie Irving. But the issue that I have is that not one time in any of the spells or stints where Kyrie Irving stepped away, not one time. Did we hear Kevin Durant show any type of accountability or pride in the franchise that he was said to be leading? And that's my issue with KD. My issue is, if you say, if you say that you are the leader, and even if you don't want to be the leader, you're the best player. So by default, Kevin Durant, you are the leader. By default. Even if you say you do not want to challenge Kyrie Irving in the public, we haven't even heard anything in, in, in the background to say that you are trying to steer him in the correct direction. We've heard things in the background to say that you're enabling Kyrie countless of times. He's his own man. Kyrie is an artist. We, 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 just, can't, we just can't understand his artistry. We can't understand the... The, the machinations of the, the ways that Kyrie Irving decides to live his life. Yeah, okay, cool. And here we are. Here we are when you have one series to speak of. One series win to speak of. And a sweep. And now you're out here requesting a trade. I said this on the last pod. It's not enough to say that you're, you're going to be out here getting all NBA nods and you're going to be out here getting all-stars and you're going to be out here getting 30 points and all that. It's not enough. What is enough and what is required is that if you say you're the best player on the team, it stops and ends with you. It stops and ends with you. What that means is, what that means is, you have to be able to run your franchise in the direction that it's that it ought to go in. And KD did not do that. KD failed horribly in that in that department. He let Kyrie Irving run amok. And yes, I understand that is your best friend. But at some point in life, when your best friend does not have the interest or does not have the same type of of, of goals that you have, the same type of commitment, the same type of determination. They say birds of a, of a feather flock together. Kyrie Irving was not flocking in unison. At some point, KD should have realized that I either need to, to, to say something, do something to fix this. He failed. 
he failed and here we are here we are he's requesting a trade so cool but now what i want to know is and this leads me to my second point we're all human at the end of the day and i completely understand that we are all human but at the same at the same time right if the golden state warriors did not win that nba finals would we be here right now would he still be requesting the trade and honestly i don't feel like he would be <laughs> i feel like after they realized or after kd realized that wow we really don't give two shits about that those championships that he won over in golden state we don't care we really don't care after he realized that he sat back and he said okay what do i need to now do to bolster my legacy he puts the phoenix suns down on his list of where he wants to get traded a 64 win team last year already been to the finals already have you know the foundation in place that's where he wants to go and frankly i'm not surprised because if you can go to Golden State, you can go anywhere when it comes to the lack of competitive fire that I believe you have in your trust. Stephen A said it. This is the weakest move I've ever seen from a superstar. And God damn it, he was not lying. <laughs> that was the truth. KD went to a place where he felt like he would not have to compete. He just has to be able to hoop, right? KD, he, I just want to hoop. That's exactly what he did. He went to a place where he didn't have the responsibility. He didn't have the pressure to be that man. To be that man where if you win, it has to be you. And if you lose, it does not matter if you went 40 points. It does not matter if you went 50 points. If you went 60 points, congratulations. But if you lose, it's just not good enough. And he didn't want that pressure anymore. So he chose Golden State. Now, here we are, Golden State just won their fourth ring in, what is it, six years, eight years? Rivaling, you know, some Michael Jordan dynastic stuff, right? And now, what what are we doing? We're doubling back. We're doubling back and we're saying, those two rings that you won? Nah, fam. Nah, we're not going for it. We're not going for it. And I believe that's what led him to this place. Yes, Kyrie Irving is a headache. He's been a headache. He's been a headache. And KD hasn't shown me that it's anything that he should be concerning himself with. But no, now the old guys, my old mates, they got a ring. <laughs> nah, fam, I can't waste no more time. And that's what I feel like this guy's saying right now. This guy's saying that I got to get mine. And it's by any means at this point. It's by any means. So when we look back on Kevin Durant's time in, in Brooklyn, it it comes with, you know, as I said, he has one series to speak of. One single series. The first year he sat out, I understand, because he went over there right after the ACL injury. And he came back and he looked like Kevin Durant again. He, he looked like it was a big conspiracy that he even got that ACL tear. Like, he looked like, he looked perfect. 
he looked like medical wonders. Like whoever his surgeon is needs a raise for real, for real. Right. But at the same time, he has one series to speak of. And that's after trading the entire squad to get James Harden. You can say that that was Kyrie Irving's doing as well, if you want to continue to pile on on him. But at the same time, again, Kevin Durant is supposed to be the leader of this team. He's been nothing but an enabler. Nothing but an enabler. So for me, I I can't. I can't put all the blame on Kyrie Irving when I look back on this. I can't. I have to say that at some point, some form of accountability has to be taken. Some form of, you know, run your house, fam. Like at some point, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta show and prove, man. You gotta show and prove. And yes, he he's not LeBron James in that aspect. But at some point, you gotta be, fam. You're the best player. Some say you were the best player in the world up until recently that Giannis took that crown from you. That is fine. Giannis is a demon right now. But you were the best player in the world for about a year or so. Come on, fam. More is required. And now when I look back on this Nets experience, I say that you were there for a short time, not a long time. You weren't even there for a good time because there were no good times to speak of. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's a shame, really. But now let's pivot. Now let's pivot and let's get to what the trades. So, you know, I booted up the trade machine, as we all do. I don't know if we all do it, honestly. Some Maybe some people just do it in their heads. But for this exercise, I definitely booted up the trade machine because I wanted to make sure that, you know, I was cooking up things that were edible. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's start with the first one. Now, let me preface this by saying that Woj reported that there's about 15-plus teams right now on Boston's line saying that they want a piece of KD. Cool. I tried to make my list of teams that can possibly trade for him as realistic as possible. And when I say that, I mean that I didn't want to just put a team on the list for, you know, shits and giggles. Like, I, I, I put teams on the list where I felt like they would call and they would make an offer that was realistic enough for for not Boston jumping the gun for the Nets to 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 consider right. So let's start with that said. Let's start. So I got Boston number one. I don't have it in any type of chronological order yet. We'll we'll get to there, but let's just go down the list. And Boston is the first team that I stopped at in the Eastern Conference. Now again. If I'm Boston, I would not be trading for Kevin Durant. And let me explain to you why. It sounds crazy, but let me just explain why. Boston is a young team that has a lot of talent. A lot of talent. Yes, they fell short, but these guys were two games away from the NBA Finals in terms of winning the Finals, I should say. Two games away from winning the Finals. They have two young stars on the wing. Places where champions are made. The wing. This is a wing league. They have two young stars on the wing. Okay. To me, it's as simple as if Jason Tatum is the player that I hear so often referred as the superstar, right? If Jason Tatum is a superstar, then there's no need to do this. 
There's no need to break up something that you already know works because we've seen it work. We've seen one of the greatest turnarounds in league history in terms of where they were and where they ended. There's no need to do this if you truly believe in Jason Tatum. But if you don't, go ahead. Because now you're telling me that you need somebody to supersede him. Now you're telling me that Jason Tatum isn't the player to be a number one on a team. He needs to be slid down to number two. Fair. If that is the argument, let's cook. But if you believe that Jason Tatum can one day become that player, listen, all I've heard is he's only 24. When LeBron first went to the finals, LeBron, you know, had basically the same numbers as Jason Tatum. Cool. This is a learning experience and he'll be better for it, right? So if you believe in Jason Tatum, if everything I've heard over the past two weeks was not a lie, that's chill. (laughs) But if not, here's the package. I got Jalen Brown and I got Daniel Tice as just a filler. I couldn't really find anybody else on that roster to, to, to be the filler for the, for the, to make the money work. But Daniel Tice, Jalen Brown for KD. Now, I'm not going to start getting into how many draft picks would have to go back or anything like that. Because at the end of the day, you know, that's all fitter fodder. That, they, they're going to have to haggle about that. But this is just player-based trades solely. Jalen Brown for KD. Let's leave that there. Let's move on to my next candidate. My next team that I want to talk about is the Miami Heat. Now, I firmly believe that if Bam Adebayo is not on the table, there should be no reason why the Nets are talking to the Heat. But KD put out that he would like to go to the Heat on the list that he made, the short list. So cool. We'll talk about them. If we're not adding Bam Adebayo, because I believe that the Heat don't want to, and I don't think that they should, but if, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to leave it out. I'm leaving Bam Adebayo out of the list because it doesn't make any sense, right? KD's only want to go to somewhere where he still has an opportunity to win. So it doesn't make sense that we completely add, you know, their best players. And then when he gets there, the team is deprived, right? We don't want that. We don't want him to get to a location and now he doesn't have enough to win. So Miami's offer. Kyle Lowry. Duncan Robinson, and Tyler Hero. Trust me, money works out. So, would I do this? If I'm the Nets, no. This is not enough. I saw what Kyle Lowry was in the playoffs last year. He's one year older. He's also on a gigantic contract for what he displayed in those those playoffs. He just wasn't good enough. And I don't see him getting any better. Duncan Robinson... He stole money. I don't care about, you know, Strauss got hot. I don't care that, you know, he just fell out of, you know, the rotation and he can climb back in. No, no, no. If you're that guy, you don't fall out of rotations, brother. You're supposed to be one of the best shooters. And if you look at his numbers, they have not been to the level that is required when we're talking about $90 million given to this brother. It's not good enough. And Tyler Hero, you had a great year. You're great for what you are, but I don't feel like you're good enough to be the lead dog in a trade for Kevin Durant. I don't care if the Miami Heat was on the list. If I'm 
Brooklyn, it's just not good enough. It's not good enough. So let's move forward. Milwaukee Bucks. I didn't want to add this team on the list, but again, I put them here only because they have championship aspirations and, you know, stranger things have happened. Would they do Chris Middleton and Pat Connaughton for KD? I think the Bucks would. I don't believe, I don't believe Brooklyn would. But I put them here just because, you know, 15 plus teams are calling. I would imagine that Milwaukee is one of those teams. Let's move on. The main event, the main event, the main event, the main event. I am biased and I don't care. The Philadelphia 76ers will. I hope. (laughs) I hope. Let's talk about the package that we can possibly give. Tobias Harris, 20 points per game scorer, I might add. Easy 22, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not even like a struggle thing. Like, he's going to get you to 20. Tyrese Maxey. This guy showed flashes that, you know, have you really thinking about what he can truly be in terms of his his east to west, shake, shake, his north to south drives. Yes, the drives, his ability to get downhill, the shooting, whether it be off the dribble or spot up. It was deadly. It was deadly. And then we throw in Thibel. Now, listen, man. For all the hate that I've been hearing about Thibel, yes, he isn't the type of player where I envisioned him being, right? But at the end of the day, this is a player that has made back-to-back all-defensive teams. Back-to-back all-defensive teams. I'm talking league-wide. All-defense. All defense. It has to mean something. So yes, he's a zero on offense. Yes, he is. But at the same time, at the same time, he has made back-to-back all defensive teams. If you look on that roster, if you look on that roster that, that they have over there in Brooklyn, they don't have any defenders. Yeah, they have Ben Simmons. Are we really trusting anything that Ben Simmons is doing these days? I'm not. (laughs) I'm not. So, hey, I feel like this is one of the best packages out there for KD. I feel like this is a package that would keep Brooklyn in the playoff relevancy. And obviously, that matters for them because they don't have their draft picks for the next, what, three, four years. Right, they Houston owns them for the next three, four years. They don't want that. They have to be able to be competitive. And for that reason, I feel like this is one of the best because this keeps them competitive. Say what you want. If they have this paired with what they already have, I know Kyrie Irving's gonna get traded, but who cares about him? If they if they are if they are able to get anything for Kyrie. And then they have this with whatever they have currently. I think they can still play for a play-in or get into the playoffs outright. All right, let's table that. So right now, let's just say my top two so far are Boston and Philadelphia. Next, the Toronto Raptors. This is another team where I'm saying to myself, I don't see why or how this would happen. But we've seen stranger things, right? We've seen stranger things. Masai is a man who is always working. 
He is never afraid to pull the trigger. He is never afraid to swoop in and be that man who wins the derby. He's done it before. He may try and do it again. So what would be the pieces? I have the Raptors saying, we will trade you Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, and Trent for Kevin Durant. In my opinion, this is better (laughs) than what? This is better than what Philly can offer. Clearly, it's better than what Philly can offer. Fred Van Vliet is an all-star. OG Ananobi, for all his flaws in terms of you know, not being that type of creative offensive player. He's still a player that can average 18 points per game easy. He's already done it. So the the mindset is how how much further can he go, right? And we already know what he is on defense. He's one of the best wing defenders out there in terms of one, one-on-one defense. And Trent, Trent has, he's had probably one of the biggest improvements, I would say, you know, he's had career highs in basically every single statistical category from last year. The issue is that we gave him such a player-friendly deal that after next season, he's basically up for a new contract. And the way the market is going and the way he's been playing, he's going to be asking for some obscene numbers. And I just don't feel like the Raptors are in the position to give him the money that he, he would be asking for. So add him in the deal. Add him in the deal, and then you guys get we get back Katie, and I say we because I'm from we're from Toronto, but we get back Kevin Durant and Cam Thomas. Now the issue here is that I feel after doing this trade, Toronto is left barren. Now you know who knows, maybe we'd be we'd be able to sign some more free agents, get people to come along. Is a foundation of Kevin Durant and Pascal Siakam enough to build on? I don't think so. Well, excuse me. Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, (laughs) and Kevin Durant enough to build on? I just don't believe so. I don't believe that's enough. And for me, Yeah, Kevin Durant doesn't have a no-trade clause, but when we're dealing with a player of his caliber, you're pretty much going to want to have the, yes, I will go there from Kevin Durant before trading for him. But then again, he it's four years. You know, he has four years on his contract still, so it's not as if he can just disappear on us. So who knows? Let's leave that there. Um, for now, I would say that's in my top five. So we have Boston, Philly, and the Raptors. Let's move on. I thought about Dallas, but ultimately they don't have the facilities. Dallas doesn't have any type of marquee player. What? Are we going to be talking about um, Spencer Dinwiddie? Are we talking about Christian Wood if they can even trade him already? I doubt it. Um, that's it. That's it. They don't have anybody else, you know? Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., I just couldn't find anything. So, sorry, Dallas. Um, yeah, don't bother. Moving on, the Denver Nuggets. Now, this is one where I can see um, possibly happening, but because of the issues with his back, I'm not sure. But right now I have Michael Porter Jr., Jeff Green, and Bones Highland on the table for KD straight up. The issue, again, is the back of Michael Porter Jr. He's shown us a lot, right? In that one healthy season that he had, he looked like he was poised to 
be a future star. He came into last season with a lot of expectations, expectations that he just did not live up to, did not live up to it. So for me, I have the Nets turning this offer down, and I feel like there's other be- there's better offers out there because for all we know, his back never gets better, and it was just an L of a contract. So, you know, let's take the safer route. Now, this next team, it's funny. I really sat here and I said to myself, would KD be this shameless? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Would he be this shameless? And ultimately, I said, yeah, of course. He's done it already. Why not do it again? You can't get any more backlash from it, right? And would they want him? Would they turn around and say, yeah, come back? Yes, they would. You know why? Because they've already, again, proved themselves, themselves, that they can do it. The Golden State Warriors, right? The Golden State Warriors. What would be the trade? I don't see them trading, obviously, Stephen Curry, but I also don't see them trading Klay Thompson. And I don't think anybody wants Draymond Green. (laughs) So let's get away from that. But I would have, right now I have the trade as Wiggins, Wiseman, and Jonathan Kaminga for Kevin Durant. Wiggins, Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga for Kevin Durant. It kind of sounds good. Like, if we think Wiseman is just double D busty, excuse my references, but if we think this guy is just a big bust, then maybe not. But I don't think we've even been able to see what he can possibly be. I don't think we've had the chance to see that, right? And for all the reporting that's been said, it's not that Wiseman is necessarily a bust. It's that the team is taking the safe approach with him. This is not a Ben Simmons scenario. This is the team telling him to easy, just take it slow. Why? Because we got Kevin Looney that's playing well and who's a rock, and we have Draymond Green. So it's not that we're dying for you. So just take it slow. And Jonathan Kaminga, in the little time that he's played, I think everyone sees the talent. This guy is a freak. A freak of nature when it comes to what he can do on the court with his, with his athletic ability. He's a freak. He's going to make all defensive NBA teams one day. He's going to be a guy that is out there getting one steal and 1.8 blocks or 1.8 steals, 1.8 blocks or whatever the case is. He's going to be a man out there causing havoc. And then you get Andrew Wiggins again, the reclamation project. Now everyone's back on his side. That's a champion. That's an all-star, and that's a champion, right? You can pedal this over to your to your fans. You can definitely pedal this to your fans. I don't think it's the best trade, but I definitely feel like it's one of the best trades that they can that they can possibly get back. So we're putting it up there. We are putting it up there. All right, moving on. We have the Clippers. Now, the Clippers is one of these teams where they already have a roster, in my opinion, if if Kawhi's health stays up, they already have a roster 
that will be able to win the NBA Finals. I have them coming out of the West right now if everything stays the same. Obviously, everything's not going to stay the same. But regardless, that team is so goddamn deep. It is so loaded with talent at literally every position. It's so strong. I don't think that they need any more. But obviously, Kawhi, KD, PG, it's great. Now, how do we keep that entire nucleus together? Right? I have them getting Powell, Morris, and Covington and a boatload of draft picks. Would that be one of the strongest trades? Obviously not. Obviously not. But I also don't believe that they would be willing to add Kawhi or Paul George to this deal. I don't believe that. I believe that Paul George has built enough equity on that team to where he stays. And the narrative or the notion that KD is better than Kawhi, I think that enough people still may think the opposite to where they don't feel as if it's something that's necessary to be done. So I don't have them including any of the two big the big guns. For that reason, Clippers, you are out of the running. Next, the Los Angeles Lakers. KD, for us, no, I'm playing. The real trade, the real trade that they need to offer is Anthony Davis straight up for KD. If they want to throw in the 2027 pick or whatever other pick they have when I'm 50 years old, (laughs) you know, they can go ahead and do that. But Anthony Davis, I'm over it. I've had enough. I've seen enough. I don't need to see anymore. If I was running the Lakers, AD would be on the table the moment my phone rang and said, Kevin Durant has requested a trade. What's sad is that I don't believe that Anthony Davis is good enough to net KD. I believe that they would have to throw in other assets that they just don't have. And for that reason, I do not have the Los Angeles Lakers in the running as a top five trade target. It's sad. Just two years ago, this would have worked. But what we've seen since, <laughs> Lakers, in a, they're in a boatload of trouble. In a boatload of trouble. All right, next, the Suns. This is the other team that was reported that, you know, are on the list for Kevin Durant, the 64-win team. And the idea is Aiton goes back. Now, Aiton won't be able to go back alone. They won't be able to get to the salary that KD's making, $46 million. But, but, after we do a sign-and-trade and and then we add in, say, a Dario Saric, it would work. It would definitely work. My thing is that I have other options out there that are better than Aiton. Listen, sometimes narratives in the league will swing trades like these in whatever direction i don't feel like the narrative has swung for far enough to where Aiton can be traded up straight up for 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 kevin durant he's not that guy like what do we really expect Aiton to do when he gets over to the nets is Aiton ever going to be a guy that averages 25 and 12 is Aiton ever going to be a guy where he's the number one player on a playoff team no No, no, he's not. I agree that the Suns should be able or should be paying this man. 
because yes, he has done. He's he's averaged a a, a twenty double double before. I believe so. I should look that up, but I believe he has. And even if not, this year he's played his role. He's done his job. They asked him to do his job, and that's what he's done. But yet they don't want to pay him the money that he's seeing from his peers, from his peers with less success than him. Just get it right. With less success than him. Now you can attribute that to Chris Paul all you want to. But at some point, at some point play has to equal funds. Right? So what? You don't want to pay him. So what? You're going to go back to Biombo? You're going to go JaVale McGee full time? No. No. And even in saying that, that doesn't mean that now Aiton is all of a sudden good enough to trade for Kevin Durant. If he was, you would have paid him. You would have paid him. If Aiton was good enough to net you Kevin Durant, you would have paid him the money, Phoenix Suns. I'm not an idiot. I am not an idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, but I'm not. So it's not good enough to me. It's simply not good enough. And if I woke up tomorrow morning and I heard that Aiton got traded for Kevin Durant straight up, I would be saying to myself, what in, what the hell? What the hell? I just don't believe that the Nets are that stupid. So I'm not even putting that in my top five. Now, if you want to say that you're going to try to figure out a way to get back a Booker, not realistic, or a Bridges, is probably more realistic paired with Aiton. Sure, now we can talk. But Aiton alone? Hell nah. Hell nah. And then that gets me to my last team. The Utah Jazz. Now the Utah Jazz, I've looked at both machinations of this and either one works. We can either go Rudy Gobert and Rudy Gay or we can go Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gay. Now, which one would I feel is the better trade to make for the Utah Jazz? Well, obviously, I'm trading Donovan Mitchell. I'm trading Donovan Mitchell. I don't believe that that's what the Utah Jazz would do, though. I feel like they feel that Rudy Gay is the one that, not not Rudy Gay, that Rudy Gobert is the one that would be leaving. Now, would that make them a better team? A, a team that is worth competing? For a championship in the West? Hell no. So it's good to say, it's good to speak about, you know, Rudy Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are talented players. But if you trade either one of them away and now you're getting back Kevin Durant, I don't feel like the Utah Jazz are good enough. And I just don't see that happening. There was other teams that I thought about, Memphis Grizzlies, you know, Portland Blazers, you know, Teams like that, but ultimately they just didn't have enough to get it done. So let's go back and look at our top five destinations. And this time, I will rank them in order. I believe that the fifth best place or fifth best offer that they have is the Raptors. I lied. It's Philadelphia. I feel like Harris, Maxi, and Thibel is the fifth best offer that they can take. And I hope it happens. I just don't see it happening. Next, 
Miami Heat. Laurie, Robinson, and Hero. I only have them above Philly because this team was on the list. And maybe they would go further in terms of draft capital than what Philadelphia can go to. To compensate where the trade lacks. So that's that. Four. So Philly five. Miami four. Three. The Toronto Raptors. Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, and Trent for KD and Cam Thomas. This deal, I honestly feel like it's a fantastic offer for the Nets. I just don't see how the Raptors then pivot after doing this trade. I just don't see it. Number two, the Phoenix Suns. As I said, if we're talking about Aiton alone, it's not good enough. But if they want to up the offer by adding in other players of of notice in terms of other players that we actually believe in, a Booker, which I don't see happening at all, or a Bridges, that might happen, but you know, with that new contract, we're going to have to figure out how the money works. Maybe we need a third team. If they're able to do that, maybe, and seeing that Kevin is pushing to really end up on Phoenix, I say that Phoenix are in the second position right now to get Kevin Durant. And number one, the Boston Celtics. I feel like Jalen Brown is the best player we've discussed so far in terms of age, in terms of potential, in terms of talent that has already been realized. I feel like he is the best player that the Nets can possibly hope to get back. If I was the Celtics, I would not do this. I would not do this. But if we don't believe in Tatum as that guy, as I've previously stated, I feel like this package with Brown and some draft picks would be the best in terms of what the Nets can hope for. And that's it. My other two co-hosts weren't with me today, you know, so I didn't have anybody to call me crazy (laughs) for all the things that I've been saying or to disagree with anything. Um, And I'm sure along the way, you guys uh, have, have found things that, you know, you may not agree with or things that you say, yeah, I can get down with that. Let me hear it. Let's get the comment section booming, fam. We're trying to get some more engagement on these posts, and then we're trying to, you know, see where we can go with this. So whatever you feel like, let us know. Let me know. And for the next couple of days, free agency just opened up. We'll see. How, well, we're going to be able to see what's rocking out there. Um. So, yeah, it was nice. Kevin Durant requested a trade, guys. Kevin Durant requested a trade. As I said in the beginning, it's a moment in history. And we, over here at the All Hustle No Luck podcast, we've dedicated ourselves to be able to speak on any type of news that happens like this. I'm out.